Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of castingacross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. I have some sad news. Today I had to say goodbye to an old friend, someone who'd been with me on virtually every fly fishing excursion I've been on over the last decade. Been with me in some difficult situations, been with me in some of the best situations. Today was the last day I drove my 2001 metallic silver Subaru Forester. At nearly a quarter million miles, it gave up the ghost. So I drove it to the farm where all vehicles live out the last few years of their life and said a not quite tearful, but still a sentimental goodbye and began a new chapter in my vehicular and fly fishing life. But all this got me thinking, what makes a car a good fly fishing car? For almost all of us, we need a vehicle. Unless we're bumming rides off someone or taking public transportation to our fishing, we need a car. So what makes a good fly fishing car? Now, there have been a few vehicles that have been specifically marketed for fly fishing. I know L.L. Bean had a, a Subaru um, car, and again, that wasn't fly fishing explicit. It was more of his outdoor lifestyle. And then you know, Orvis had a deal with, I want to say Land Rover, um, but it was very, very fancy and very, very expensive. But the reality is, is that you can have pretty much any kind of car and make it a good fly fishing car. You are going to struggle if you have a smart car. You're one of those little deals where the door opens in the front like Steve Urkel drove. Um, anything tiny like that. However, if you fish Tenkara, I think that a smart car might be perfect. There's a certain consistency with a smart car and Tenkara. Now, I'm not being disparaging to either thing. 
I think smart cars are great. Super fuel efficient. You can park anywhere you want to park. And Tinkara is great. I fish Tinkara from time to time. I'm just not going to necessarily be buying a smart car. But I think there would be some market out there for smart car and Tinkara to work together. But I digress. What makes a good fly fishing car? Now here's the conclusion at the beginning. A good fly fishing car is a car that gets you where you need to go and does what you need to do when you're fly fishing. But there's three specific things that I've been thinking of that make a fly fishing car a good vehicle for you and your fishing adventures. So here they are. The first one, it's got to fit your stuff. Now, this doesn't just mean you can put a couple of broken down fly rods in there. It means that you can put a broken down fly rod in there and a spare fly rod and your waders and your boots and a bag of gear and your vest or your sling pack and a change of clothes and wet weather gear and a cooler and other stuff as well. It all has to go in there. Now, you can fit what you would need for a day on the water in any kind of car, but for a overnight trip, for a prolonged period of time, you're going to need something that can handle all of that. That doesn't have to be an enormous vehicle. I had a Saturn SC1 was my first car. Saturn, of course, is not around anymore, but they made plastic cars, which was great for um, somebody who maybe lives by a driving range or wants to be able to pick up their car and move it um, with a couple of friends. But my Saturn SC1 was a two-door coupe, and I could fit everything I needed in it because it was incredibly wide, a lot of trunk space. I never struggled. In fact, I had a um, little one-man pontoon that I could break down and fit inside of my Saturn. So it wasn't a giant SUV, it wasn't a pickup truck, but I could fit everything I needed into it. Not just the bare essentials, but stuff I would need for an entire day or an overnight or a weekend trip I could fit in my vehicle. And a lot of that has to do with planning. But I would even go one step further and say, it can not just fit gear in there, but it can fit a two-piece fly rod in there. Even more ideal is a vehicle that can fit an entire fly rod rigged up, not broken down inside of it. So this would rule out a lot of sedans, but you probably could get cute and creative if you pop down one of your back seats and ran your rod through the trunk up by your center console. Not the safest thing for your rod tips and your fly rods in general, but it is valuable. It, it, that is something that I do more often than not when I'm hopping from spot to spot or from river to river. Now, the most ideal thing would be to have a hatchback, van, SUV, or a pickup truck with a cap on it. But there are the rooftop rod holders that are becoming much more affordable and much more accessible. In fact, just earlier this week, if you go to castingacross.com, you can search Riversmith. I had a conversation with one of their project managers um, about their product. Riversmith makes rooftop rod holders and they're incredibly affordable and they're also very available. That has been the two biggest things that have been knocks on what I think is going to become a very standard product for a lot of fly fishers, the rooftop rod holder, the lockable box where you put an entire rigged 
a rod, two or four of them up there. So if you're interested in that, check out um, my article, my conversation with Riversmith. But if you don't have one of those, it is nice to have a vehicle where you can fit an entire rod in. So that's the first thing, a, a vehicle that can fit all your stuff. And, and I mean what I said when I say a cooler. I mean, you want to have everything you would need where if you had just your vehicle, you'd be set either for that's because of what you planned or because of an emergency. Secondly, it needs to fit you. Well, obviously your car is going to fit you, but it needs to fit you as you're fishing. Um, this means that you can get it dirty. It means that you can drive with your waders on. Um, you don't have white interior. I don't know if they make white interior vehicles, at least not in the price range of vehicle that I'd be buying. But that being said, if you want to wear your waders and your muddy boots, go for it. I'm hoping that this Christmas for my new vehicle, I get some of those laser cut floor mats that channel all the grime and mud away because I do like to keep my waders on if I'm going from spot to spot um, or if I'm switching uh, rivers or water systems entirely. It's just easier and faster. It doesn't bother me. But more importantly, I would say is a vehicle that you can fit in if you want to spend the night in it. Now, of course, this is something that is wholly dependent upon your physical state of being. I understand if you have a bad back or if you have bad hips or a bad neck or you're very persnickety in where and how you sleep, that sleeping in your vehicle just isn't going to work regardless of how comfortable you can make it. But I'm thankful that in my mid-30s, I'm still sleeping in a car when I'm fishing. It's just really hard for me to justify, especially for just one night spending $75, $125 on a hotel room that I'm going to be showing up to really late and leaving really early. And the reality is that for $100, the bed I'm sleeping in isn't going to be something fantastic anyway. I've really developed a pretty great system for sleeping in the seat, like the front seat, not in front of the steering wheel, but the passenger side, or both in my Subaru and my new car, I can lay down the seats and I can fit an entire air mattress, uh, more like a camp pad, and a whole sleeping arrangement. I believe Rob Snow White on his Fly Fishing Consultant podcast has an entire podcast about how to sleep in your car for fishing. And I'm a huge uh, subscriber to that idea. I love, wherever it's legal, being able to just park at the trailhead and sleep and wake up and be on the water not fuss and mess with all the other things that come in, especially if you're just fishing for a couple of days. So a vehicle that gives you the opportunity to do that, if that's something that you're into, I think is huge. But a vehicle that can fit you and how you fish. If you're always fishing with a buddy, then it, this means both of you plus point one, which is all your stuff. Third thing that I think is important after being able to fish fit your stuff, and fit yourself, is a vehicle that is able to accommodate you how you're fishing. What do I mean by this? I mean that if you are going to be going places where you need some ground clearance, that you're not driving something that's going to be scraping everywhere. I also mean something that you can get a little bit dirty if you need to get, both on the outside and on the inside. But really what it means is accessorizing. Now, that sounds a little bit frou-frou, but hear me out. You need to be able to 
probably switch from normal life, which could be groceries, which could be stuff you need to bring to client meetings, which means car seats, be able to switch from that to full bore fly fishing mode very easily. You don't want something that is going to be set up in such a way that it's a hassle and it's going to maybe make you second guess putting the stuff in your car and doing the stuff you want to do. So I love a hatchback. I also love a minivan. They are more economical and a little bit more family friendly than a SUV. Um, but with a good uh, cargo area in the back, you can get everything you need back there. And again, going back to the previous point, you can fit back there if you need to. So here's how I like to accomplish that. I like to have stuff in shallow but large totes, the plastic totes. What this does is a couple things. One, it keeps wet stuff off your interior. Especially if this is your family car, you don't want to show up from a weekend out and have your car smell like waders and swamp and all of those um, lovely smells that get uh, drug up as you pull your boots out from the mud of a muddy stream bottom. That's not what you want the family car to smell like. That's probably not what you want your own individual car to smell like. So having those tubs in there is great. What I do, I have one wet tub, waders, nets, boots. If it rains, um, I can throw my jacket in there. And then a dry tub, reels, fly boxes, things like that. What this does is it keeps everything organized. And also the more floor space you take up in the back of your vehicle or the trunk, that's less space for your rods to roll around and rattle. And although it's not necessarily damaging to your rod if you have them put away in your rod socks, it will cut down on noise. And that's one of my big pet peeves. So it keeps your interior clean, it keeps everything organized, but also what it does is it allows you to pull everything out and put everything in incredibly easily. And so, for example, all I gotta do is pop out a couple of booster seats, throw in a couple of totes, grab a couple of fly rods, and I'm ready to roll. And it keeps everything clean, organized, and very, very accessible. So that's accessorizing, um, and doing what you want to do point one and here's point two and hear me out put a sticker on it all right put a sticker on it now I'm not advertising for anybody I'm not saying what kind of fly fishing sticker you put on your car but this accomplishes two things one is probably silly but if I'm driving down the road and I see somebody has that like Patagonia fish with the mountain thing going on I'm gonna say oh they fly fish and it makes me a little bit happy Maybe you feel the same way about seeing somebody driving down the side of the road with a Trout Unlimited sticker or something like that. That's not really that big of a deal. The second thing is if we all had at least one fly fishing sticker on the back of our car, if I pull up to a stream and there's a car there and I see they have a fly fishing sticker, then I'm going to go to the next pull off. I'm going to leave that part of the stream to you. If there's not a fly fishing sticker, then I got to act real shady. I pull up next to the other car, I get out, I kind of saunter over, peek in to see if there's an empty rod tube or maybe a pair of boots or like a waiter bag or something like that before I go to the next spot. If you have a sticker, then I say, ah, I will leave this stretch of wire to them. I'll go somewhere else. Call me crazy, but I do that a lot. And I don't do it to be a saint. I just do it because I want the water to myself and I want you to have the water to yourself. 
So that's not something super important, and it's also not something that's really vehicle um, contingent, but I don't know, it's just maybe a, a way that we can look out for each other and um, make fishing a little bit easier. So all that to say, those are three things that I think of when I think of what makes a good fly fishing car. My buddy and I would fish out of his Jeep Cherokee, and that was fantastic. Another friend, we fished in a Toyota Corolla, and I never felt cramped for space. Um, we, he also had a Ford Ranger, and the same thing. Um, I've had my Saturn. I have now a Mazda 5, which is like a mini minivan, but um, it's got the roof rack. I do end up getting with those rooftop rod holders. I think it's going to make it perfect. Um, I've also fished out of my family Chrysler Town and Country, and I've slept in style in that thing. Um, but I have buddies who fish a lot more than I do who have some serious masculine fishing rigs, um, big SUVs and big pickup trucks. But ultimately, the vehicle that you fish in will become the perfect fishing vehicle for you because it's there, the times and the places that you are fishing. And as long as it doesn't become an impediment, it's going to be good. And as long as you use it wisely, then it's going to be good. Today's recommendation is Loon Fly Tying Tools. Recently, I upgraded all of my fly tying tools across the board, bobbins and um, dubbing loop spinners and scissors, multiple pairs of scissors, but I, I standardized everything. Um, I went with all of the Loon stuff because it's affordable. I mean, less than $10 pretty much for every tool, an entire kit of um, about 10 tools for well under $100. Um, they're ergonomic. Um, they are bright. You can see them and little things like that. I'm not a huge fly tire. I'm not always at my bench, but when I'm there, I want it to be something that I can do effectively and efficiently. And I've found in the few months I've been tying with Loon Tools that it has made a big difference. So definitely check them out. If you want a uh, couple of good tools to start with, if you're not willing, ready to take the plunge, I would say check out their um, pointed scissors. Super um, uh, accurate, which it seems silly. Scissors, you know, how accurate can they be? Good scissors and better scissors absolutely have a very, very good degree of separation between the two. And I would say that loon scissors are better scissors. Um, so that's one thing I would check out their, their um, pointed scissors. Um, for, for snipping stuff off nice and close to those wraps, this is great. Secondly, I would check out their bobbin. A lot of tension, great um, fit in your hand, um, very ergonomic again, um, nice and um, uh, good tip. I haven't snapped thread yet, and I tie with some old junky thread, so um, they do a really good job. So definitely check out Loon Outdoors and their fly tying tools. Thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and then rate the podcast in iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com where you'll find more info on this podcast and three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. Mm -hmm.